The Last Word Gadget Show with Curry's Black Tag Sale now on in store and online. There are so many goodies that I don't know if we're going to get through half of them. But I'm delighted that Andy O'Donoghue, who's with us every year, of course, with Tech Tuesday for us, is put this together with Sarah McGuinness and our production team. We have Elaine Burke, the editor of Silicon Republic, who you will know, of course, from our weekly TV review with us as well. And Ed Smith, of course, a standard here on Today FM for so many years and, of course, joins us for music chats as well, is with us as well. So let's start with phones. And I suppose I have a selfish reason for asking, Andy. I'm out of contract on my phone and thinking, do I upgrade it to a new phone or do I move off an iPhone to something else? What have you got in your hand? I've For the last couple of weeks, Matt, I've been using the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. Uh, the clue's in the name and it's... Uh, a bendy phone. So uh, it folds like a... Like a wallet, of, almost. Like, like a wallet or a compact mirror or that kind of size. And when you open it up, um, you can look at half a screen or a full screen. And um, I think it's priced at 11 39 And Samsung build quality. It's lovely to use. There's a really good Sorry, camera. When you say 11 39 that's not 11 euro 39 cents. That's right. 1,139 euro. You're, 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 you're right. <laughs> yeah. Or as I'm told, 40, 47 euros 59 a month, uh, if you want to go that route. Okay. Um, but it's 5G. It's got really cool colours. Camera's really good, but it just, it, I'm not saying it's a gimmick, but you can take really clever selfies with it. <clears throat> and so when you take the selfie, your, the image that you're looking at is projected beside the camera. So you can use the good camera, the rear facing camera to take your photos. So um, you, get, you get better photos and look, um, it fits in handbags, it fits in a top pocket. It's really, really nice phone. But for my main phone, I wouldn't choose it as fun as it is. Okay, Elaine, what did you come across? I had the Google Pixel 7 Pro, which from a lot of reviews I've seen this year is is some people's phone of the year. And uh, what I was surprised at was that it's actually kind of clunky. It's big, isn't it? Yeah, so this isn't going to fit neatly into pockets, certainly not a lot of women's pockets. Uh, It is quite big and quite heavy, but it's all the camera technology that's packed in there and sure people buy phones now because they're cameras that make phone calls. Um, Do they really? I think a lot of people are really keen to be able to take good pictures because, like, you know, a lot of people want to share things on Instagram or whatever platform they're using and and this has the serious technology for taking amazing photos and editing them on the fly. It's nearly got, like, Photoshop built in. The level of the photo editing software is insane. I studied Photoshop in college and I'm amazed that there's now a phone in my pocket that can do this. Well, it's not going to be in my pocket now. For much longer, I do have to hand it back, unfortunately. Um, so Would you I be think, tempted to buy it the next time? Well, it is €919, Euro, but as Andy mentioned, you can get it under contract and then you'll be paying it by month or whatever. But I think what's happening here is that these phones are kind of being made for the social media generation, the TikTok generation. Like the flip phone has a purpose there. Um, and this one is definitely, if you're in a creative industry or an influencer and you're like doing a lot of things that require online content that you can produce and edit on the fly, this is a great phone for that. I mean, it will do so many things with photography. There's great video in it as well. It's got great image stabilization and, and, and effects that it uses there for the video too. What about battery life? Uh, the ba- like, you'll, like any good phone, you'll get a day out of it and then you'll charge it before you go to bed or in the morning or whatever and then it'll be all good. To go. And then what about app availability? Uh, so it's it's based on Android and like because it's a Google phone, you're kind of getting the pure Android software. So you get a bit less bloatware when you go for Google's uh, version of Android. And uh, I have to say the setup on this was really good, really quick and easy and gave me loads of tips on the 
initial setup of all the new features and walk me through them. And you can access those tips whenever you want to go through it all again. And I thought that was a really useful feature. Okay, what about you, Ed? You've gone for more budget version. Yes, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I was given the Galaxy A13, which is the next one from the A12, would you believe? Um, this is coming in at 169. Very, very reasonable. And you get what you pay for here. What I did like about the the, the phone was good size screen, 6.1 inch, uh, very bright. It comes already fitted with Gorilla uh, Glass protection. Uh, the battery, though, did let it down in so much as for about 30 minutes of charge, I got about 20, 15 to 20%. So it does take a long time to get a full charge. The battery itself maybe lasted just about less than a day. That's with full use and whatnot. But this is really, really very much aimed for, and I'd say ideal if you've it's maybe a young teen in your house that wants, is asking for a new phone at 169, you really can't go wrong. Or if you want a spare phone or maybe just nothing that doesn't have the bells and whistles of what we just heard about here with the Flip and the new Pixel. It has all you need. It runs on Android 12. Very quick, a little laggy, but you know, it just and the camera isn't the greatest, but it is for what you get a really, a really good option. Andy, once you're with a particular type of phone, can, is it easy to move to a different manufacturer? I'm asking because of, like with many people, I'm an iPhone user. Is it worth your while moving to something else for a financial reason? Are you going to find it hard to bring things across? You're not going to find it that hard, Matt. Um, if you use, you wouldn't find it hard. Would I find it? No. Hard? Well, you, you you shouldn't, right? So if so, let's say you rely heavily on Google services. So you have Mail and Contacts and Calendar, and they're all interchangeable. So it doesn't really matter <clears throat> what sort of phone you're using, or you know whether it's iOS or Android. There are some specific apps. The, you know, that you need a particular phone to run. But moving is much easier these days. And also, I think we're seeing more of it because there's lots of utilities and tools to help you with the tricky bits. And also um, feature phones or the big um, hero phones that, um, you know, like Elaine was looking at the Pixel 7 Pro, which is a fantastic phone. I think a tempting reason to move from uh, iOS. So it's a lot easier than it was. So I wouldn't be fearful. Let's move to speakers and soundbars. Elaine, you have got an LG X Boom portable Bluetooth speaker. Tell us about it. This was really fun. I just re- reverted instantly to a teenager once I stuck some Beyonce on this thing. And I could totally see this being something that you could get for a teenager to have in their own space, but also that they could move around and bring with them somewhere because it's got amazing sound quality. I, I was moving around the apartment with it, but I didn't need to. I could hear it in every room of our small little apartment. And it lights up as well. So there's these colourful ends to it that uh, change like mood lighting or something like that. So it's kind of got this fun party vibe to it. Now, it's called a portable speaker, but I would say it's portable for using around the house, really, or maybe bringing to another home. It's not something I would really travel with because it's not that lightweight. It's not out and about speaker, but for at home and moving around rooms, it's class. And what can you pair it up with as well when it comes to... Oh, it pairs really easily. It's over Bluetooth and it's instant. There's no trickery. You don't have to download an app or do anything difficult. Sonos last year was an absolute nightmare (laughs) for pairing with things. This was swift and simple. And, and can immediate. you use Siri or Google Assistant on it? Yeah, so anything that you'd use on your phone, you could you could power, power through that speaker. But really, this one's about the music. The music sounds great coming out of it, I have to say. And there's like an audio boost on it, but that, you don't even need that because the actual initial sound quality is so good. And you had an LG wireless soundbar, Ed, given that you love your music I and your quality I do love my music sound. and I love my soundbars. So this is the SL4 2.1 wireless soundbar from LG, coming in at 239. So this got 300 watts of power. 200 of those watts you're getting through the subwoofer, which comes as a Bluetooth uh, uh, addition to the soundbar. 100 watts through the soundbar itself. Again, you know, um, 
adaptive sound, which is an excellent feature whereby that it's in, it would innately change the sound profile depending on what you're watching. If you're watching sport or a loud movie or listening to music, it will do that ad- adaptation for you. Um, it feels nice, very slick design. It fitted just perfectly under my television. Uh, the subwoofer, a real, there's a real boom off it. Uh, the mid-range lost some dialogue in some of the movies I was trying it out on. So what I, I will say for an entry-level um, soundbar, again, it's the SL4 2.1 from LG at 239, an excellent option. Okay. You're the only one, Andy, that has televisions and we'll bounce in and out of the TVs. What about Sky Glass? I've actually gone for this myself. I have it. How have you been finding it? I think Sky Glass is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, um, I think it's fantastic. I think what they what they did with the sets. I think there's three sizes. Yeah. And um, but I can't believe that they've engineered the sound so well in them. So TVs generally these days they're they're too thin to have really good speakers. It's hard to get tellies with good speakers. Sky have put. Um, sound, uh, soundbar quality sound into these. Built into the actual you do not need no. a soundbar or you, any you other really speakers don't. for it. You really don't. The screen, not, not, not as good. Uh, refresh rate is slightly lower than I would have expected and, and the density. Um, so the picture isn't as good but the sound I think makes up for it. Why you would buy one of these is that you don't need a dish so that's the end of uh, dishes. Which is important in apartment Really blocks. important. So you can't have one. And what they've done is Sky have a very good user interface. So um, the on-screen navigation, all of that is so well designed. And they have fabulous voice control way before Apple introduced it on um, Apple TV. And they've integrated it so that all your apps are in the same place. It's easy to find programs. And if you're a Netflix subscriber, and I thought this was a quirky but clever little addition, if you're a current Netflix subscriber and you get Sky Glass, your account just integrates into the Sky Glass. It works really well. Um, and um, Sky are doing deals for Black Friday, I think starting um, from €15 Euros a month. Um, and um, But you have to buy the TV itself you, in the you, first place. You buy the TV and you can buy the TV outright or you can pay monthly for it as well. So they've made it really easy but if you're a sports fan or a movie fan and you can't have a dish really nice option but make sure that your Wi-Fi is good enough to be able to actually stream also, it on you can record shows on it you have to you have if, to you, have if, you, if you're looking for something that you've missed you have to go through your apps that you have on the telly so you can't set series record for what I'd be recording is only connect on a Monday night. Yes. <laughs> but yes, absolutely, 100%. So that's one thing I've heard. And the, the tellies are quite heavy. That's what I've heard as well. Just okay. For, for mounting. Let's move on to other things. Let's go to headphones. Uh, Dermot and Dave will love this bit, particularly Dermot, who's a headphone obsessive, as he told me this morning. Uh, Elaine, you have a Sennheiser wireless Bluetooth noise cancelling set of headphones. How are they? Yeah, so these are the HD 450BT ones and uh, they're priced in at around 130, 150 euro and uh, what I liked about these now, they don't feel premium like some that uh, Ed got to try out, they they don't feel Ooh, that they have got those high quality materials that those really fancy 400, 500 euro headphones have but the, the sound was great, the noise cancellation was good, I didn't feel like I was stuck in a vacuum bubble like mm. I did with some Sony ones, mm. um, it was more comfortable I felt and um, they are a bit fiddly with the amount of buttons. They just put an excessive mm. amount of buttons on the on the actual cans of the headphones here. But once you get used to them, you know, they, they work, they do the job and they're a fraction of the price of those premium ones. And they actually fold up tidier. So mm. if space is something, if these are for travelling with, uh, these definitely fold up a bit more compactly uh, than the Sony ones. Ed, you got the expensive ones. You got the Sony wireless Bluetooth noise cancelling headphones. How were they? Well, to quote Homer Simpson, uh, <laughs> these were absolutely stunning. So the snappily titled Sony WH-1000XM, why they can't just give them a name like a car? 
like the Sony Spectres or something. <laughs> I just don't understand. But anyway, coming in at three five nine, I know a little pricey, but absolutely worth every cent. If you have an audio file in your family, mm. if you want something, we were just chatting outside myself and Andy that you can hook up to any Bluetooth to a Bluetooth record player or to your radio or to your sound system. These are an absolute joy to wear. They're so light, so comfortable. They feel premium. They've got fake leather across the, the band, so they're very comfortable across the head. The setup on this was instant, which is what I found quite uh, clearly across all the stuff that I tried. It has become so much easier to get mm-hmm. set up on these on the new technology these days. Uh, so that, that, that was a real bonus. The, the app is really handy on this, but I will have to say the sound is the best I've ever used on a pair of headphones in my life. And this, the noise cancelling, myself and Andy were just chatting about it. Again, I know Elaine was saying that you get into your own little world bubble, but if you are at home and you want to just step out of reality and out of your existence. Put these headphones on. They will transport you because you cannot hear a single thing only but the music that you're listening to. If there was Stunning. one if there was one product all night, Matt, I think that has been engineered, made perfectly to do what they set out to do it's the XM5s from Sony and I think expensive but they remain the best uh, and decent value as well a very handy little feature if you say OK Google yeah, uh, the voice from OK Google will come up into your headphones and you can ask it anything and yeah. you'll get the information. You've got a couple of JLab headphones as well, one for children as well. And I always wonder, should you be giving children headphones because they, you don't know if they're blasting them too loudly and damaging their hearing? JLab are an interesting company, Matt, and I like them because they're incredibly good value. And um, there's a pair of, of uh, earbuds and uh, wireless Bluetooth earbuds, 23 euros, um, battery life up to eight hours, and they're water and sweat resistant. And they've got a microphone for calls, but for 22 euros, you think, oh, they're, they're going to be for kids. But they're not. They're really, really good, surprisingly good. And then there's also a pair of headphones that JLab make called the JBuddy Studio. And these are these look cute. Um, you know, they're, you can see they're made for children. But what they are is they don't go too loud and uh, they have a volume control. And they're just a really nice idea. If uh, and I they're twenty three euros tw- as well, tw- uh, twenty three euros as well. Um, and they they just work really well with good sound quality. And then there's a there's a couple of nice the Epic Air Sport, which have these clips if you're uh, running or doing some sort of. Uh, um, uh, exercise. They're really good. And the other ones that I really like uh, for 60 euros is JLab have made a nice pair of uh, work from home headphones. So nice headphones to listen to the radio on, but they have a little boom down mic so you can take your Zoom calls and they're incredibly comfortable to wear. I tried them out and for 60 euros, um, look, it's a, it's a brand people don't know about. It's worth checking out. Okay. John and Kilkenny says, I love the show. I love all the gadgets. I just wish I didn't live in rural Ireland with no Wi-Fi. There's nothing we can do about that. I'm sorry. Yes, curries.ie has given us all of this equipment to road test. And coming up a little bit later, there's a competition where you can win some of the items as well. But let's get through some more of the things with Elaine Burke, the editor of Silicon Republic, Ed Smith here from Today FM, and Andy O'Donoghue, who, of course, is our weekly guest on Tech Tuesday here on The Last Word. OK, Elaine, will you talk to me about you have some earphones you want to talk about? Yeah, I did just want to add a note to Ed's uh, raving review for the XM5s from Sony. Do not confuse them with the XM4s, which are about 100 quid less. But if you're going to go premium, go premium when it comes to these headphones because the XM4s just aren't at the same level of the XM5s. They're a little bit uncomfortable as well. Um, So that's just a a bit of a tip there. And then in terms of fitness earphones, I tried the Beats Fit Pro. 
uh, in-ear headphones, which have kind of a little rubbery and dongly bit, essentially, that tucks into the bridge of your ear. And when I say I tried my best to get these to fall out of my ears, I really did. I was headbanging, jumping around, doing all sorts. I flipped my head upside down a number of times. All in in the interest of research. Exactly. I wanted to see how durable they were. And these would not budge. They stayed in my ears the entire time. So if you're doing uh, exercises, I think these are actually ideal because they're not going to fall out. You're not going to go for a run and these are going to do a hop in the dark and then you're never going to find your very expensive one piece of your equipment again. So yeah, for fitness, these are a great show. Ed, you have a Samsung Freestyle projector with Amazon Alexa. Tell us about this. This is absolutely my, probably my up there with the headphones that I had to review. This is coming in at 699 on Curry's. So you have it here in front of you, Matt. It looks like a, I suppose, a, a large tin of beans, a large white <laughs> tin of beans. So basically, this projector, can you can go from up to 100 inches in size in a good size room. The picture remains, for the most part, even up to 100 inches, very cr- crystal clear. It is incredibly easy to set this up. It comes already inbuilt with all your apps, your Netflixes, your Amazon Primes, your whatnots. Uh, you can also attach a mobile. If you have a, a battery pack that you can... Um, that you can attach to your phone. You can attach this to the projector and if you want to watch films in your backyard, it is ideal for this as well. I will say one thing that the room has to be at a certain level of darkness. You have to have most windows or curtains closed to a certain degree to and get the film. who has a wall that has clear clutter that you actually can... Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could... You, I know Andy has the screen. You can buy screens that you can pull down from the wall very discreetly then they roll up into the ceiling. But this thing, I was set up, I would say, yet again in about 90 seconds. I turned it on and I was up and running, watching my Netflix, logged in and watching it on my wall. Crystal clear. The sound, there's a 360 band around the speaker in. You can also, the sound is great on its, in its own right, but you can Bluetooth it to your soundbar under your television as well. So 100%. Now, it is a little pricey at €700, Euros, but if you are in the market, I would absolutely recommend this. Is a You've got more televisions, Andy, for me as well, please. Tell us about your favourites of the ones you looked at. Okay, so this is a really good time of year to buy a television um, because TVs are generally announced in January at CES. Um, If you buy them in the summer, you're paying um, top ticket prices. So this is a good time of year. It's when they get discounted. It's also worth considering that, um, you know, what do you need to buy the TV for? So make a decision about that. If it's for a spare room, for children's room, um, if it's for a holiday home or a student digs or accommodation, look at decently priced TVs from people like Hisense and LG both make nice entry-level TVs. Um, 43 inches on. You can get a Hisense uh, at the moment. Hisense 43 inch for 299. And it has Dolby Vision HDR and it has two HDMI ports. And so, you know, nice smart TV. Um, When you go on, though, you need to start thinking about, well, am I a gamer? Because if you're a gamer, you need to start looking for gaming functions on the TV. And that will be things like uh, VRR. And you'll also need 4K HDMI so that you don't get this screen tearing. Now, there are a couple of TVs um, that you can buy that do all of that and that are brilliant for general television viewing. When you go to the shop and you have a look, look for the black that the television displays and how deep and dark and dense the black is will be important in the 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 resulting picture that you get. One of my favorites, the Samsung uh, QE55. Um, it's down to 829 at the minute, but it's got a refresh rate of 120 hertz, so it's perfect for gaming or um, general TV viewing. Um, if you 
And I honestly think 65 inches is as much of a television as you need to buy because in Ireland we don't have those huge houses um, where you, you know, you can fill a room with a television. So 65 inches is a good one. And my favourite 65 inch TV is the Sony Bravia XR65. Um, now it's expensive. Uh, it's down 300 euros to 2699, but it's exceptional. And Sony um, do uh, screens particularly well. And the depth and clarity of that image is is absolutely breathtaking. By comparison, there's a 65 inch that I really like from LG, and I know this is there's a big reduction on this, and um, which is quite recent, and it's got uh, Google Assistant and Alexa built in. It's an OLED screen, so that's where each pixel gets lit independently. Again, it's got the refresh rate of 120 hertz, and I really like LG's interface. Nice to navigate the apps. It's 199, uh, sorry, it's 19.99, so it's an expensive TV, but they're kind of centerpiece TVs. The one thing I would say about Ed's projector mat. Which it, is what make again? This was Samsung. Samsung. Samsung's pre-style. That, that's a really nice option. So if you want a second room or you want a big screen, you can buy one of them, pair it with a Bluetooth speaker and in the summer bring it outside, buy yourself a little screen for €100. Euros. Uh, Elaine, you have a laptop for us, the Asus VivoBook. Yeah, unfortunately the screen on this wasn't thrilling. Um, it, depending on what angle you get it at and what lighting in the room is, it can be a bit bleached. Um, so that was a bit of a frustration with this one. Um, I... Going by the specs, I judge this as trying to be like a good work-based computer. It wouldn't be like great for gaming or anything like that. It's it's not high spec enough for like a hardcore gamer. Um, but if you, if you need it for work, it's grand. Like it is a big screen for working off of it's a uh, fifteen point six inch or something like that. I think and uh, just would fit into a laptop bag, just a uh, standard size laptop bag. Um, but what I found was for this day and age of work, the webcam wasn't great. Mm. It reminded me a bit of the naughty's webcams where like your image is a bit slow to move with you. And I got some flashbacks to <laughs> early tech there, um, which like this day and age, I'm sure people who are at home and on a laptop probably do need a better quality camera. So that's something to bear in mind with this. But the price of it and Asus is great for doing mid range, good priced uh, laptops. It's about uh, currently about 480 euro. You would look at a tablet as well, Ed, a Samsung Galaxy tablet, a 10.5 inch, 64 gigabytes. Yeah, again, this is coming in at 299. This is, again, entry level, bog standard tablet. Uh, the screen was quite good. I found uh, up to date software on a good performance. The speakers were excellent. The charging, again, on this, as this was the case with the phone, takes a long time and the battery doesn't last that long. Uh, the camera's not great. Again, you know, if you're going to be using a tablet for, I suppose, doing zooms or whatever, not particularly good. And there was no pen option with, with the. You got a neck band speaker as well <laughs> oh, from Sony. This looks. Well, who would put this around? I their honestly neck? don't know. The most fun I got out of this was people laughing at me in the office as I walked around with this draped across my shoulders. That wasn't what we were laughing at. Yeah, oh, that's very much. Actually. I, I wasn't wearing any pants at the time, I suppose. But this was draped across my shoulders. This is essentially for people. I've, this is what I assume for people who work very much alone and at home. You hook it up to your phone. And if you get any calls during the day, you tap your shoulder. <laughs> Sorry. You tap your shoulder on yourself on the shoulder and you can hear the person and they can hear you. But the sound is coming through the back of your neck, which is in itself quite disconcerting. The sound quality is not You try to turn good. your head around to yeah, talk going, Hello. to the person, It feels like right? someone's whispering into the back of your head, which is never a, good, never a good place to be. But I just don't really see the point. I think if you're at home and you do, you're working a job that's very phone heavy and you don't want to wear earphones or headphones for whatever particular reason... 
I suppose you can see it and you can walk around the kitchen. There's a, I think there's a range of about 30 metres on this. Other than that, the sound quality for listening for music, the, the phone quality is, is not bad, but it's much better in, in your own phone or on your headphones. I do not see the point of this. At 119 quid, there's much better uh, ways to spend your, your money. We're getting lots of great um, text messages from listeners, uh, although there's one joker wanting to know if we've any recommendations for a good dodgy box. We're not doing those as <laughs> part of the <laughs> show laughter. <laughs> Ed Smith and Elaine Burke, thank you very much for being with us. Unfortunately, we didn't get time to get to everything. We may have to bring you back to do some of the other stuff as well we didn't get to. Pamela Joyce and Brianna Parkins have joined Andy O'Donoghue and they've had some great toys as well to play with. Brianna, start with a toothbrush. A toothbrush that was until recently costing €550. Now, I believe it's reduced in price to €200, but still, what type of toothbrush is this? (laughs) Matt, this is the most expensive thing I've ever put in my mouth and I didn't realise this until yesterday. I actually looked up the price of it. Um, you ask yourself, there's got so many gadgets, so many features. Is it needed? No. Are they fun? Yes. Uh, so this is a toothbrush that will passively, aggressively, it's a bit passive aggressive. It like, if you don't use the full two minutes, it brings up a little sad face. And the sad face gets a little bit more hopeful the longer you brush your teeth. So it's manipulation into oral hygiene, essentially. Um, the most interesting thing about this was it connected to an app. And I was originally really sceptical. I was like, no way. Mark Zuckerberg knows enough about me. They do not need to know about my, my oral health routines when the robot war happens and they rise up against us. Uh, but I succumbed and I did download the app because I was curious. And on the app, it will tell you which teeth you're neglecting. So if you've got like a dominant side, if you use your left or right side and the app sets you little challenges. So it goes, you know, it's the kissable challenge. So if you clean your tongue 10 days in a row, you get like a little gold star. And if you uh, apply the right pressure, so this it's all customizable, by the way, you can change the colors that light up around the toothbrush. This is what your, your money is, is paying for here. So who's this by? This is by Oral-B. Okay, this is the special Special edition edition. IO88 electric toothbrush reduced to €199.99. And the way you're smiling at that, Pamela, (laughs) I suspect you're going to be rushing out to get it. I probably will. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm I'm a sucker for, you know, being rewarded by some Mm, sort of technological device telling me I'm doing great. Uh, So it kind of sounds like it's a PlayStation meets a toothbrush. And like, it's €200, but you use it every day. You do? You know? Yeah. I, I have one of these. I've been using it for, I've had a couple of them. I've reviewed them and I think they're spectacularly good. I do, honestly do they brush do. your teeth well? Though? Yeah, they do. And there's six modes. And so, um, and they're, they're really good. The heavy duty one. And you do feel kind of worthy when you finished, you know, three days or four days in a row and the little app is smiling. Yeah, they, oh, that's fantastic. But they are, they're fantastic toothbrushes. If, it, if it's had, dear. My, my teeth do feel cleaner. It feels like mm. I've been to the dentist for a proper mm. scale and polish. If you have 200 euro to spend on a toothbrush, why not? Okay. You're going for a hairdryer, Pam. The yes. shark style hairdryer in black and rose gold. Yep, I'm a rose gold girl. Um, I Hair is kind of my thing. Hair and makeup, I'm already in a fashion. I mean, obviously, look at me. Um, so I, I was quite excited to try this. Um, it's kind of what I would say will be a nice alternative to the Dyson Airwrap, which is kind of the big thing that everyone's into at the moment. I think they're in around 500 quid. Um, this goes for a 220 ballpark at the moment. 
it does have a lot of good functionality. There's three speed settings, which is great. There's also three heat settings, which is very good because back in the day, we used to actually iron our hair with the actual iron. So it's good that we're being a little bit more conscious about hair health and using, you know, protective sprays Sorry, do and actually stuff. people Oh yeah, really before... Iron, I mean, I know there was to be joke because she gets her hair ironed every morning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But well, it wasn't so, real irons. No, we, before the GHDs yeah. and stuff became kind of, you know, cheaper and more accessible, you'd put your hair up on the ironing board <laughs> and your mother would stand there ironing your hair before a disco. If you're really lucky, she'd yeah. put a tea towel down for protection. Yes. If you, were, if but you, you had your conscious it was, it was the iron. The I Russell didn't have sisters. I never saw the hair. Yeah, so we'll recreate it for you. Uh, but this, it is, to be fair, it is a good alternative to, if, if you're kind of thinking, I don't want to spend 500 quid on a hair kit that I may use, you know, kind of for two weeks because I'm all excited about it and then kind of just end up letting my hair air dry. So um, it's nice and compact, which is great because uh, the Dyson Airwrap is massive and there's this whole mm. kind of kit that you get with it, all the different attachments. Um, I am a hairdryer and hairbrush kind of girl, just like you, Matt. Um, so I, I found it a bit finicky and a bit weird to get used to, um, but I did like it. Um, it's not going to give you the results that an Airwrap does. Um, it, it's half the price, but it's half the mm. functionality. But look, it's a good kind of entry level tool if you're thinking you want to kind of up your hair game a little bit and have a little bit of fun with it. OK, Andy, you have got something that isn't stocked by Curry's because of the nature of it and is, I think, definitely the most expensive item on the show today. You have a GoCycle G4i electric bike. Tell us about it. This is the best electric bike that I've ever ridden. So um, it arrived, I got it a couple of weeks ago and um, I um, assembled it in a few minutes. Um, it's Matt, it's kind of the, the Formula One of electric bikes. It's just breathtakingly good. Um, it's got this carbon fibre mid-frame and um, really good tyres on it. It's got a USB port on the handlebars and Bluetooth so I can use my phone as the dashboard. Um, but it happens to do 25 kilometres an hour. It has a range of about 80 kilometres. Um, it folds so you can bring it into the office or even on the Lewis with you, which I think is fantastic. So, you know, um, you can do the last mile or the last couple of miles with it. And it is a joy to ride. It has these um, automatic electronic gears. So as you cycle, you go through the uh, regular kind of, there's a gear shift if you want, but you go through the gears. But then there's the magic bit, which is the throttle button. And I suspect that this is designed just to give you a boost. But if you... Uh, cycle with on full throttle um, it will take you you will glide up hills and so I'm not exaggerating to say this over the last couple of weeks has changed the way I've commuted I've stopped driving and I'm not uh, getting the bus on the days I don't drive I am cycling everywhere even up hills it's absolutely fantastic how much? it's 5,400 euros so even with the tax credit, um, you're going to have to think about it seriously. But I think good employers should say, hey, this would be great for our employees. But it really is. I mean, you do pay what you get for. It's spectacular. And the foldability means it's also really safe. Your bike isn't going to get stolen because you can bring it into the house, apartment or office with you. OK, that's the Go Cycle G4i White. Brianna, I thought, I would rye amusement, I saw Brianna has been given a smartwatch to track her running because famously you keep telling us that you do not believe in exercise or anything like that. You do this to me every gadget show. You give the most unfit, exercise reluctant, salad dodging person the exercise gear. I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it really gets to test it in its true form. Do you know what I mean? So what did you um, got? You got a Garmin 4Runner 45 running watch. Yeah, yes, so 
running two garments. This is, uh, I guess, the, the cheaper and uh, sort of the no-frills version of the other one. Um, it's a running watch, so it's nice and light, which is really important for me because often I find with these big uh, smartwatches, they are just really heavy on my little girly wrists and uh, I can't run, I can't do anything with them. I find it really distracting and annoying. So this was actually good for that. Um, I found that it was really easy to use. The interface is really simple. You don't need a lot of extra stuff when you're running and you're out of shape like me and you're just gasping for air and you're trying to find like the next song. It just makes it really simple. Um, I really enjoyed it. My dad, uh, funnily enough, is the most uh, technology phobic human being like still believes that cash is better than like suspicious of bank cards do you know what i mean like yeah. still uses paper maps he really loved his garment he bought one when he retired from the fire brigade it was like a present he used it a lot in ireland because he, the gps is quite good so he could go for a run around dublin and explore the city in the morning before i woke up and he had the whole place mapped out thanks to his garment so it's really really good for that was for, the cheaper version that's, that's 120 one, yeah. what about the other one did you try out the fenix 6 pro as well yes i did so this watch is for people who do a lot of sports like multi-sports, like biking, hiking, skiing, and they're really insufferable about it and want to post about it online. Like, this is the watch for you if you want to annoy people. Like, this really is a multi-sport thing. Like, it, it's it's got ski maps. It's got, you know, terrain, and it tracks, like, what altitude you're at if you're climbing or biking or hiking. Like, these are people who like to go outside on the weekends. And, you know, like, good for them. You know, whatever you're into, I'm not here to judge. So uh, I found it, like, a little bit excessive for my needs, uh, which are, you know, going for hot girl walks around my neighbourhood and going to yoga um i found this to be a little bit intrusive sometimes you can set workouts you can be like okay i'm doing yoga and then it tracks like your calorie count as you're doing it but it tends to buzz and it tends to kind of get in the way i exercise mostly for my mental health and there's this like little angry robot on my wrist telling me that i need to up my heart rate so i didn't particularly enjoy it but it is it's really high tech and fancy be great for surfers particularly uh quickly you andy had a couple of smartwatches you looked at fitbits uh, Fitbit, uh, the new Fitbit Sense 2, which is uh, 299, and um, it's just spectacularly good because it does everything we've kind of got to uh, expect from Fitbit. Along with things, it does the sleep tracking, it does stress management, does a sleep score, but it also has really nice features like the resting heart rate, does your blood oxygen, and it has an ECG app. And with the subscription to Fitbit, which I think is eight euros a month, it's kind of, it's it, it's not a fitness watch, it's a health watch. And so it's brilliant uh, for all your monitoring of your health. Really, really good. And, uh, you know, at €300, Euros, <clears throat> um, it's an expensive Fitbit. But the one that I'd recommend for entry level is the Fitbit Inspire 3, which is now €99. Euros, and I think it's their cheapest tracker. But it does all of the essentials. And so for €100, Euros, and you don't get the kind of things that Brianna mentioned, you know, you don't get the intrusiveness about it. And if you just want to try this out, go easy first. Spend hundred quid and see if it's for you, Fitbit Inspire 3. Pamela, after you and I went out last year on electric scooters, I did laugh when I heard that you were being offered a hoverboard <laughs> for this year, given what I've witnessed last year on the electric scooter. Yes, I, I wouldn't be that stable and I do know my own limitations and I value uh, my body being, you know, completely functional. So how did you get so, on with the hoverboard? Yeah, not for me, but that's not to say it's not for anyone. I just, my balance is terrible it's very difficult to get the hang of, but once you get it, you get it. So you're not Marty McFly, you're not actually hovering, you're on wheels um, and you tilt forward to go forward and you tilt back to go back. You didn't get this from practical experience. You got this from Sarah and Orla who yeah, are no, telling you all of this. I didn't stand foot in it. I just watched <laughs> them do it and I'm repeating it. I just, I'm not a very balanced person. Now, from looking at it, 
it is a lot of fun and they knock a lot of crack at it uh, with it in the office. But my fear would be that it's the kind of thing that you open up Christmas Day and you have so much fun with it all day for a week or so and then it kind of just gathers dust in the corner. In terms of functionality, if it's, you know, for commuting or whatever, like to and from maybe the Lewis or you wouldn't do a full journey on it because the, the battery isn't great. My only issue is that it's very, very heavy. So, like, it's not like Andy's bike that you can fold it up and, you know, carry it with you. It is extremely heavy. So it's kind of, to me, strikes me as a kind of around the house, a bit of crack thing. Um, I don't know how functional it is, but it is good fun. OK, that's the Hoverboard 1i100 Hoverboard. Brianna, you put it to a slightly different use, didn't you? I had the go-kart edition. So this comes with your hoverboard and then it comes with a giant box of screws. Um, just a word, if, if Santa is thinking of bringing this, Santa needs to set this up sober quite early on Christmas Eve before he places it under the tree. It takes about an hour to set up. That's for Santa. Um, I did not love this. I thought the hoverboard standing on it was way more fun, oh. way more manoeuvrable. And then when we added the cart on it, it's actually quite difficult to to drive around. You've got to kind of balance it. It's a bit counterintuitive to how you think it's going to go. Stopping is actually uh, a little bit tricky to master, which is, which is, which important. is really important. <laughs> um, but this thing also, it's quite low to the ground. Uh, so we were testing it outside in my quiet little street and uh, it's almost like you're just going to go, you can see yourself going straight under a car, like people can't see you on the road. So you've got to be quite careful. But luckily it comes with like, an accidental safety feature of being having light up wheels. So it's like a little disco cart. It kind of spins around <laughs> It's like being in a teenage disco, but you're on a go-kart and the hoverboard actually connects to your phone and you can play music on it just for full embarrassment. Uh, it was it was great. I enjoyed it. That's Okay. Well, we've one other thing that you got and we t- Pam was talking about her hair game, but you got the opportunity to indulge your hair game as well <laughs> with a babyless titanium, brilliant straight and curl hair straightener in black and rose gold as well. With a name like that, I was expecting really big things, right? Like I have had a GHD. It's turning 13 this year. We've been together we've been through a lot so I was like right you've done well to get 13 years out of it haven't you GHDs I've dropped it it's been around the world it adapts to Irish electricity it's it's still going so I was expecting big things from like all right I haven't tried a new straightener in 13 years surely it's advanced and I was disappointed I think it's trying to be two things at once and it doesn't do either one very well Keep in mind that I have really, really thick hair. So I think if you had thin hair, if you were traveling a lot and needed, only had one space for, for one tool and you needed two, great, use this. If you're looking for an everyday workhorse, this is not for you. Okay, Brianna Parkins, thank you so much for being with us here on our Tech Show special, which of course all the goods coming from curries.ie. Pam Joyce is coming back to us after six o'clock with Ben Finnegan joining us as well, Andy who We'll also have Brian Lloyd on gaming. Listener here says, get elbow pads for any kids with those hoverboards. Our nine-year-old borrowed one and broke his elbow at the start of the summer. Yeah, I can understand that. That's why I didn't get on it. (laughs) And thanks to Dermot and Dave got on it. They ended up, because I refused to get on it as well. My nephew and nieces have one. And having been on it with a few drinks previously, (laughs) I decided I'm not getting on that again. And Dermot and Dave did our promotional video that Pam and myself refused to do. Our first bundle from Curry's was won by Eilish McSweeney. Congratulations to you. 280 characters in a tweet. So you win the first bundle, which is worth about €1,700. Euro. Ben Finnegan, our 5 of 5 and 6 of 6 man here on The Last Word, has joined with Pam and with Andy O'Donoghue. And you have been playing with this thing in the office and now sending it around the office from when you're downstairs in the newsroom and suddenly you've got your little, what's it called? It's called an Ebo. 
It's a moving pet camera. Which you have running around the floor around here <laughs> and people nearly falling over it and you're probably chuckling away downstairs. Or has it developed a life of its own? Yeah. It does tend to do its own thing. Last <laughs> night I left it plugged in because uh, it has a docking station and it can send itself to bed. Um, but I left it in the office charging overnight. And when I came in this morning, I was told it's nowhere to be seen. And I had to go and search for it because it went off for its own little wander during the night. Will you put a picture of it up on Twitter for people in a moment as well so they'll yeah. see what the thing looks like? Did you bring it home with you at any stage? I did. There's two dogs at home. They didn't pass any heat of it. Really? Well, one of them was a bit scared of it because I just kept chasing her around with it. But the other one who is particular about certain stuff, I thought there would be an incident with that dog, didn't pass any heat of it. It was going in under its legs and everything. But sorry, is it, when you say it's a pet camera, is it a pet for yourself or is it a way of monitoring your pets? Well, it's kind of hard to tell which it is. It's kind of everything and anything. It's very gimmicky. And if you do get it, you'd have a lot of fun for about an hour. And then it get maybe... Bored with it. Yeah. And then you'd neglect your pet. Exactly. It does, like one of the and weirdest... And there's no pet rescue for this. One of the weirdest things about it is it has emotions. Now, you can turn this on or off. Um, and I discovered a new feature today that uh, it. I went into the pet function in the app, which you can control it from and has a camera you can record everything from. I clicked into this uh, pet icon and it had a sad face because oh. I'd, I'd neglected it for the last two weeks. Apparently, I'm supposed to be, you know, interacting with it through the app, and I hadn't been doing that. Do you remember the Japanese uh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchis? Yeah. It's very like that. It's yeah. like it's like a Tamagotchi, Furby, and a camera. But one that's mobile. Yeah. Rather than that's something you keep in your and hand in your pocket. Y- you can control it, but it does have a mind of its own sometimes, which can be a bit creepy. It's okay. Th- th- that, that said, there's two versions of it. There's an SE version and this version, which has a built-in laser pointer and it has a little feather it meant to be amusing for your cat. But it does 24-hour video recording. It'll go around the house and, of course, you can connect to it when you're in the office. So you can have a chat to the, to the, to the cats or the dogs. Yeah, my lonely dog at home. Well, exactly. And that's, that's the idea. And so if you are worried about your pets, nice way of checking in on them. But people use them as security devices and they do 24-7 video recording. So you can have it wandering around the house at night recording video just in case. Now I wasn't able to connect remotely to this. It was only when I was on the same Wi-Fi as it that it would actually Ah. work for me. Okay, Pam, I'm really looking forward to you telling us, given your interest in cooking, about how you found (laughs) the Sage uh, pizza oven, stainless steel pizza oven. You can try the Italian pronunciation, I heard you. Pizzaolo. (laughs) You can do it. I'd say your Italian is excellent. Um, Look, it's it's a pizza oven essentially. I know the kind of the trend during lockdown was to build uh, some sort of pizza oven in the Dave back Moore garden. Dave was really excited about yeah, this this morning and I was talking to him said that you had been trying it out. The trend it was to kind of build a pizza oven in your back garden and everyone would come over and sit outside and have pizza and now that you know we can kind of be indoors and it's winter this uh, it plugs in so it's not an outdoor one. It is a very very bulky pizza Did you have equipment. room for it in your kitchen? I could use it physically but to store it no. That is, it's probably the biggest downside of it is that it is very clunky. It's neat, but it's very, very big. So you'd probably be storing it somewhere like under the stairs or something and then you'd be like a lot of effort to getting it in and getting it out. But and how were you making your own pizza dough? I defrosted it from the freezer in which I bought <laughs> Ah, come on! <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not a chef, absolutely not. But it is very cool. So it takes in around 20 minutes to heat up. 
Uh, it gets to 400 degrees, which means the pizza is cooked in around two minutes, which is pretty impressive. And there are loads of different kind of settings. So you can go for Italian style pizza. You can have wood fired. You can have New York. You can have thin and crispy. And there's even a setting for if you're like, Do you know what? I'm not making dough. You can put a frozen pizza into it as well. Um, so it functionally, it is very, very cool. Cooks the pizza really, really quickly, quite deliciously. The cheese is bubbling to perfection. Um, my only thing is that it's quite hard to clean and quite hard to store. Okay. But if you're willing to But spend, you were able to use it. Yeah, and I can't cook to save my life. So if I'm able to use it, anyone's able to use it. By contrast, Ben, you seem to be stumped by the coffee machine, one of the coffee machines we gave you. Yeah, this uh, Sage coffee machine, I think it's easier to work the ISS than this thing because I just wasn't able to get my head around it. It's this big, huge contraption. It is, like, too big to be allowed. It has uh, a grinder for coffee beans. Yeah. Um, it has the tamper on it. Yeah. it. It has the espresso machine on it. Yeah. It has the milk steamer on it. I have one of these. You do and they saw you coming, Matt. I know, no, no. I got this as an investment about a year and a half ago when I realised during lockdown that I was spending a fortune on takeaway coffee from my local coffee shop. I would go out and Aileen would say, will you get me one as well? And my daughters would say, will you get me one as well, Dad? And actually, when I got the end of the year and I was going through my credit card statements, I went, oh my God, how much money have I spent on coffee this year? So I went out despite Aileen saying no 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 this won't be worth it and I bought one of these Sage Barista coffee machines and I love it I buy my kilo bag of coffee beans every two to three weeks and I get my oat milk and I make my coffees and my daughters all do it and my wife does it and everyone is happy with the investment and you come in and you rain in my parade Well look I'll, I'll give it this much it, it is the best espresso I've had outside of Italy Well hang on now isn't that no, no, no. Isn't that great. That is great. The only the, I had to go then and boil the kettle if I wanted an americano and top it up with water. If I wanted to have a latte or a cappuccino, good luck because you're going to burn the milk the first twenty times. I don't know how many like how many liters of milk I went through while when testing this, and not one time did I have uh, a decent coffee with milk. It, but it does make a good espresso if you have time. If you're working from home and you've nothing else to do with your day. Knock yourself out. And did you end up going back to the Nespresso? The Nespresso is a godsend. This thing, I I had it on my desk downstairs. The only downside to it is it's quite loud. It sounds like when you're sitting on a Ryanair plane and the engine is warming up. And also it only has a 500 milliliter tank on it. So you're constantly filling that up. But like it's just one button. You press it and go. And don't get me wrong, Matt, the Sage coffee machine. I was really excited when I was getting that. And I opened it up and I was like a child on Christmas morning playing around with it. I opened it at like nine o'clock at night and I wanted to have a coffee straight away. But then when I actually went into it and started using it, I don't know if two weeks was enough for me to get used. How long did it take you to get used to yours? I don't know, but when I do the magnified podcasts at home at my kitchen table, I always make sure to give a coffee to somebody who comes in and they all love it. They're all talking about getting the machine. I even had a friend come down last week to have a look at it. He's sick of getting it for Christmas, but I told him that you didn't like it. So he's listening to the show tonight and he'll make up his mind based on his taste of the coffee I gave him and your criticisms of it. If you're if you're looking for milky coffees and you want frothy milk, you know, maybe maybe don't get the steamer attached to this machine and get a different steamer because that is, it's just too complicated and too hard to work. How did you get on with your blender, Pam? Blenders, now, I, I kind of feel like there was this massive blender boom about four or five years ago and everyone, when the Nutribullet, Nutribullet came out, yeah. everybody was obsessed with blending. It didn't matter what it was, 
throw it in the Nutribullet, it'll be fine. Um, so this one was the Ninja Blender. Um, it is... To me, it's not as good as a Nutribullet um, and it is slightly more expensive, but it is still very, very good. Uh, it's very, very powerful, I will say. And one of the, my favourite things about it um, that the Nutribullet kind of was one of the first to do, but with the Ninja one, it's a blend in a bottle thing, so you don't need to you know, put it in the jug and then pour it into your car, your container to walk away and then clean the blender. You just blend everything in the one thing, pop it off, put the lid on it and go. So it's nice and handy. Um, it is very, very powerful. It will blitz up ice and kind of if you're putting frozen spinach or frozen berries or anything into a smoothie it will blitz that up um, very very quickly and the cups are dishwasher safe so generally it is very very quick and easy to use mm. I will say it is a little bit bulky and a little bit clunky um, it's an odd shape it's kind of maybe a, hec- a hectagon or one of those things I don't know what shape that is but it wouldn't it wouldn't sit into the corner or anything it kind of would look out of place no matter where you put it so um, you'd be kind of putting it into the press and out of the press every time you use it um, but I do for me I prefer the Nutribullet to this Particular and and the Nutribullet is cheaper, isn't it? About half One the, of the price. Models, yeah, you can get a Nutribullet for around 50, 52 quid. Um, but I, that's just, I think it's maybe just that I'm used to it. This one does have more settings and there's buttons and this, that and the other. So uh, I'm sure you could play around with it. And, but for me, I, I did prefer the Nutribullet. Andy, home security. Uh, you're going to tell me about the Amazon Blink Outdoor HD Wi-Fi security camera system, which is down now to a price of €60. Euro. Uh, and really good price. And when I was looking at this on curries.ie, Matt, I got a bit of a shock because I have waited last two years. I've waited until Prime Day or Black Friday to buy these because they're 100 euros. Generally, they are simply the best outdoor security camera that I have ever tried. Um, you can buy them in single packs and you need kind of a little hub for your home. So if you if you buy just one, you need the hub, but you can buy three or four or five or six and you still get away with one hub. Um, they connect to Alexa. Uh, or um, so you can use them so you can say something like Alexa show the garden camera on the TV if you have an LG or a Samsung TV so it becomes brilliant um, uh, a brilliant security system they uh, you can look at them via the app if they detect motion they record the clip for 60 euros they're just a great buy and they're a really nice addition to a home security setup and they're outdoor and waterproof and they, the Wi-Fi distance is good so you can plant them in the garden or around the front on the side of a house or an apartment so I really like them I think you're overselling it there, Andy. You just said, uh, asking your TV to show you what's happening outside. Just go to the window. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, you could, Ben. But what's the fun in that? (laughs) Ben, you also got items such as the Ring Video Doorbell in Satin Nickel for €70. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is, like, you see them on doors in estates around the country. They do their purpose. They serve it well. It's not for me. It's a bit... Ugly. You prefer going to the door and checking. I prefer going side, to it? the door. Also, you know, there's kind of data issues around Ring. They are making a, a TV show out of people's footage and it's unknown whether they're going to have to ask the permission of the actual homeowner to use that footage. Uh, there's also the Ring security camera, which is very good that you put outside and it's motion detector and everything. That is something that I would like to have and I would possibly buy it. But the Ring doorbell, I think it just it's quite ugly on the door, I think. 
they're they they're 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 big, uh, and this is the you were testing the generation two, the newer ones, and you can get really fancy looking uh, newer ones. Now this is exceptionally good value, but the thing that I like about it, Ben, is that if you're not home, you get the notification on the app, and you can say, oh, okay, on post, leave the package behind the bin. That's where um, the re- the remote capability it becomes worthwhile. It does have a good battery too. Like uh, if you charge up the battery, it lasts close to a year. Well. Okay. Now, you've got, this is a mouthful, uh, Pam. The Shark Stratus Anti-Hair Wrap Plus with Pet Tool Cordless Vacuum Cleaner. Yes. In copper. But it is a vacuum cleaner. It is a vacuum cleaner. Okay, they should have started with that. Yes. Uh, Now, I will say housework... Not for me. As you is there know. anything for you, Pam? I'm starting um, to wonder. Uh, not really, to be honest. Golf, maybe. Um, I wish you would not. But I will say that with this vacuum cleaner, it did make it a lot easier because, you know, when you're like, the hoovering is something that has to be done. You have to do it. And you have to pull the hoover out of the press or the vacuum cleaner out of the press and you have to plug it in. You have to unwind everything and you're trawling it around the house and the plug is coming out of the socket all the time and you're kicking the thing and you're cursing at it. This is brilliant because it's cordless. Uh, so you're not worried about that. I will say it does have a really good battery life. You get around 60 minutes per go and it does come with two batteries so you can have one charging all the time so you're not going to get halfway around the house and then have to charge it for an hour and then finish it, uh, which is great. It's fairly powerful for such a neat little compact thing um, and it is very easy to store and charge. You can tuck it away into a press. It's fairly compact and neat. It does come with multiple attachments and they, they, they comes with a pet tool so if you have a pet in the house you can gather up the hair and what I will say is the reason I hate hoovering is because I'm a girl and I shed hair. So that means that every now and then I have to take the little cover off the brush and pull all of my hair out of the little spinner. This actually has a capability that actually kind of pulls the hair off itself. So you don't have to go in and pull your lovely, gorgeous, luscious locks off it and then put it into the bin, which is a nasty, nasty job. So I will say I did really, really like that. Uh, the only downside that I found for it was, and this is just being nitpicky, is that the... Um, Little attachments that come with it. You know, on a regular Hoover, you can kind of click them into the side of the Hoover and they're kept safe and compact. There's nowhere to click it onto it, so you have to uh. keep them in a separate little bag. But that's being nitpicky and trying to find something. I really, really liked it. And it makes the Hoovering a lot less of a job than it would be ordinarily. Ben, you had a look at a printer and printers at home have been the bane of my life. The amount of printers that I've purchased that have broken down or have spilt ink on me, they jam, I can't get them sorted. You went with a HP DeskJet Plus 41300. Why do they call them all these weird names? All-in-one wireless inkjet printer and instant ink with HP Plus. How did it work for you? It's the perfect gift for any millennial in your life, Matt. They all need a printer. Uh, it does exactly what it says in the tin. It prints. Um, again, like, like most of the products I had, I had to sign away all my data to a company to sign up to it by going through an app. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of that. Um, the printer itself, it prints well. You get nine months of, uh, of, of, of free ink as well as part of this for around a hundred euro, which is quite good. But on, on what you said, Matt, like, I set up printers like 20 years ago. They haven't changed at all. The process is the same. Printer technology is the same as it was. The only difference I've found between this and the last printer I had, which was around 10 years ago, is this connects to an app and you can scan things through your phone and you take a picture of it and it just scans it as a PDF, which kind of makes the scanning function on the printer redundant. I just found it quite bizarre. 
Okay, but it could be useful. Uh, Pam, you also had a look at something that I think a lot of people are considering and the prices are dropping all the time. A Google Nest Mini, second generation with Google Assistant. So I would have always been an Amazon Alexa girl, um, but it was was interesting to try out the Google Nest Mini and see, kind of compare it to, I have the Echo Dot, um, which is kind of the Amazon version of the same thing. Um, To me... I think in this day and age, I'd kind of expect a little bit more from a smart speaker. Like it's a very entry level kind of thing. You're not able to do a huge amount of things with it. It's a bit of a glorified speaker um, and, you you know, you can ask Google to help things with you and to play music and the weather and this, that and the other. Um, but I kind of, I, I would like something with a little bit more to it. Like last year I reviewed the Echo Show and I absolutely loved that. There's a little screen on it and it has all the capabilities of the Google Nest but you have a screen so if you're cooking in the kitchen or if you want to watch something on YouTube or whatever you can do that. And it would be great for kind of a family But you don't cook. Um, I defrosted my dough. That's <laughs> called cooking. Thank you. Um, so it, it would be good for families maybe with small kids just to have a little speaker. I will say it does have to be plugged in. Uh, there's no battery so you can't okay. kind of move it around the house but it's a good entry level. Because the listener wants to know, Ben, you're not a fan of any technology, are you? <laughs> I love the Nespresso machine. <laughs> the Nespresso machine was great. By the way, did you have a stainless steel jug for heating your milk? Yes, I did. Okay, because that think... would be a rookie error not to have one. Well, I think that's what caused the problem because any time I did use a ceramic mug just to foam the coffee or foam the milk before putting the coffee in it worked a small bit better but it was still watery milk that I got at the end of it Ben Finnegan and Pam Joyce thank you very much for having been with us Okay, we're in the last lap here of our annual gadget show and Brian Lloyd who of course does movies for us and will be with us to talk about movies tomorrow night is also a big gaming enthusiast so he's joined with Andy O'Donoghue for the last part Do you need a dedicated set of headphones for gaming? You don't. You don't at all. I mean, any kind of pair of headphones that you have at home will uh, connect into most uh, controllers. Having said that, though, it hasn't stopped the likes of Logitech or even Sony from making their own headsets for it. I mean, the big thing that you want from a gaming headset is, or a gaming headphones, I should say, is something comfortable, something that you can wear for four, five, six hours and it's not going to give you that kind of uh, crushing sensation mm. on the side of your head, you know. So how uh, do the Logitech wireless gaming headset go for you? Grand. I mean, they're actually very, very comfortable and that's the thing I would, that's the biggest um, uh, thing I can say about this is that they're very, very comfortable. Like, you could easily slip these on and you could be wearing them for five, six, seven hours and you wouldn't re- necessarily feel it. Um, the ge- like, they say that there's meant to be, that the, the headphones are kind of balanced so that explosions and special effects will come out more kind of clearly maybe it's just my advanced years that I'm not hearing it or whatever but maybe younger kids maybe younger people might hear better than I did I certainly didn't Um, but yeah they're fine I mean I would say they don't necessarily have versatility in other words you wouldn't necessarily walk down the street wearing this thing because they are huge like I mean they are massive they're very very big um, and they'd probably be falling off you as well. Like if you're walking with them, like they're that heavy. Like, but um, as a gaming as gaming headphones go, yeah, they're 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 pretty decent. And would you go for a special keyboard for gaming as well if you were using a PC? Yeah, well, like I mean, well, yeah, definitely. Like PC gaming keyboards and like they are, you can spend anything from fifty quid up to nearly two grand on them. Mm. Like they are very, it's it's oh yeah yeah really. Why? 
Well, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, obviously the the higher end kind of ones are for esports, you know, that mm. sort of way. And they're like the mechanical keyboards and everything. And they have to have like special action and they time literally responses from when it's pushed to when it goes in and all that kind of thing. Um, and I have a mechanical keyboard at home. Now, granted, I use that for writing or whatever. And it's beautiful to write on. I don't know if you've ever written on a mechanical no. keyboard. It's brilliant. It feels so lovely. It feels really like, like you're tapping away. Like, you know, it's really, they're lovely to write on. Mechanical keyboards are lovely to write on. Um, and for gaming as well they're very very good um, but this keyboard as I understand it is not a mechanical keyboard this is the Logitech Prodigy Gaming Keyboard which is forty nine ninety nine. have you seen this one Andy have you used it I, uh, I haven't used it but um, I'm uh, I'm familiar with them and um, the anti-ghosting and RGB backlit keys like, the thing about it is, is it's bells and whistles isn't I, it? Like, it it is but it's 49 euros yeah. so, so um, I thought it was good value. There's a, there's a really good, I don't know if you've come across them, Brian, um, trust the uh, gaming keyboards. No, the one I have is, um, oh Christ, now I can't even think of the name, like Admiral, I think it is, or something like that. It's one of those ones. But yeah, they're, no, they're, those gaming keyboards, yeah, they're really good. Okay, yeah. then did you use the Meta Quest 2 VR gaming headset, 128 gigabytes for €450. Euro. Yes, I did use this. Um, I am incredi- incredibly sceptical of VR generally. Um, I had the PSVR for the PlayStation 4. Thought it was a lot of bunk, to be honest. Never really got any use out of it. Um, and this is much the same as well. I mean, the battery life on this is terrible. I mean, I think I got about, I would say, at best, maybe two hours of constant use out of before I had to charge it up. The charger it's, itself as well was very, very short, so that meant that I couldn't plug it in and continue playing. Um, there is a limited amount of games available for it as well. Now, look, obviously Meta Arabs pump, have been dumping money into this. They really, really want VR. But they're not getting the consumer take-up on it. Not in the no. slightest. Not in the slightest. No. Like, and I can see why, because, I mean, ultimately, I mean, right now, VR is still in the novelty phase. You will play this for maybe 30 minutes to an hour. You'll have a bit of crack with it. You'll probably put it down and then never, ever think about it again. Like, I got the PSVR um, when it was first released, and I think I used it. I used it for, like, the first month when it was there. And then I put it away and I never used it again. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I took it out and used it again when Star Wars Squadrons was released, and then I never, ever used it again. Um the, P- the Meta Quest 2, I mean, it's not as cumbersome and bulky as the PS1. It's much more smaller. You don't need a dedicated PC or anything like that for it. It's self-contained. Um, and it is it is comfortable to wear in the sense of, like, you don't really... F- it's, it's, it's comfortable to wear, but, you know, you still have that cyber sickness thing. Like, you know, you still do f- get very, very nauseous after a while. Andy, have you gotten into VR gaming? Um, I have. I bought uh, the second Oculus, and I'm not a big gamer. And uh, PS3 would have been my uh, that way where you jumped off. Yeah. That's kinda. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I love the Oculus, and I take it out now and again. Um, kind of first person shooter, a uh, little bit of sailing. Uh, you know that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah, the, the I mean, relaxing stuff. And I know what you mean. I don't do it long enough yeah. to get the dizziness. But I did the first time I spent an hour and it is a thing for sure. Yeah, Hardware, you can't get a PS5 at the moment, can you, for love nor money? For love nor money, you cannot get them. I mean, it is ridiculous. And I would think... But are they the best of the gaming machines? Ah, it's like apples and oranges. Honestly, it is really like apples and oranges. I mean, it's, you know, like 20... Like, I'm... 
playing video games 30 years. When I was growing up, it was Sega and Nintendo, mm. and then it was uh, Sony and Nintendo, and now it's Sony and Microsoft. So it's really up to individual tastes. What I will say is happening is that Microsoft have been very, very aggressive about buying gaming studios. Mm. And as a result of them buying up these independent gaming studios, they're basically locking their games to their console. To the Xbox Series yes, X. exactly. So, you know, they'll either have exclusivity for like two or three years or you'll never ever see them in any other console. And one game that's coming out pretty soon is a game called Starfield, which is uh, done by Bethesda, who made uh, Skyrim, which was this massively popular role-playing game everyone was talking about. It's been going out for nearly 10 years. And that is going to be exclusive to Xbox Series X. And that is actually driving sales for Microsoft. People are going like, and buying an Xbox Series X just so they can play Starfield. Okay. The Nintendo Switch is also still very Yeah, it's still, yeah, still going popular. 300 euro now at the moment. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I've seen that up for sale for about 300 quid and you get like Mario, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with it. They're and great. the games aren't as expensive no, as Nintendo Switches, are they? not at all. Yeah, no, like the Nintendo Store, like you can pick up games for 3, 4, 5, 6 euros. Good games as well, like very, very intelligent, very artful games and then all kind of familiar ones as well. Um, yeah, the Nintendo Switch is great. Like, I mean, I really enjoy it. I mean, I have the virtual console on it. You have like, they have um, a selection of old games like the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64 and all that. You buy a subscription and I think you pay like 50 quid a year, I think, and you get access to like over 100 games for it. Um, and it's great. And I mean, the great thing about the Nintendo Switch is, is that you can put it down and if you've got kids, you can take it away from them. Okay, we're going to come back to you for your best games of the year on a different date. I want to finish with drones, Andy, because they were all the rage a while ago and people still have an interest in them. You've picked up the DJI Avata drone FlySmart combo for €1,199. What does it do for you? It's down on curries.ie. It's down to 11.49 at the minute. Not a big reduction, but at least it's something because they're not cheap. So this is it in my hand, Matt. And it's, um, it's a small drone with four propellers. And it's what's called an FPV drone. And so... Sorry, what weight is it? Because once they go over a kilo, you have to have a licence, yeah, don't you? Uh, well, you, 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 you do anyway. So you do... All right. uh, everyone should. So do the IAA training and get certified and you get your little ID number to go on underneath the drone. Um, this is FPV, so first person view. And so when I was flying this, I had to wear the headset, which you put on. And then you have a hand controller... Um, that also, so there's three bits. So you have the goggles on, you have the hand controller, which is steering and throttle, and then the drone takes off, it hovers, and then you use this literally, you move your hand from left to right or up or down, and the drone rotates. And so if I lift my hand up like that, the drone um, flies up, and then there's a little button that works as a throttle. And I have a drone, I have an, an older DJI drone, and I found this incredible high octane fun but it's terrifying and the reason it's terrifying is you're wearing the goggles and it is like um, Formula One driving and you get this incredible cine whoop footage it's called and uh, the drone I think in manual mode will do 60 miles an hour or something Um, and it's got the little bumpers on it to stop you bumping into things but so much fun 
Thank you very much, Andy O'Donoghue, for all your work on this. Brian Lloyd, thank you for being with us. But Andy and Sarah McGuinness put this whole show together, so thank you very much to them. Shireen Langan looked after the sound. Dear Doyle oversaw the entire production. Richard Whitty, I think that's how I pronounce his name, is the winner of the second bundle that was given to us by Curries.ie. And again, thank you to Curries for supplying all of this. And uh, we will have more prizes to give away in the weeks to come from uh, the tech show as well. The Last Word Gadget Show with Curry's Black Tag Sale now on in-store and online.